0: Welcome along to the 14th edition of the Goona podcast. This one takes place on the Monday evening after Arsenal opened their Premiership campaign with a resounding 1-0 home victory over West Brom. The other competitive match played up to this point is the first leg of the Champions League qualifier against Steve McLaren's FC20, which saw the Gunners triumph 2-0. It's an unchanged lineup for tonight's panel. Plans to get the legendary veteran voice of doom, Chris Hudson, fell through, so we're stuck with the trio that have been doing the honours over the summer. Firstly, a man who has seen the Godfather film, a few times too many, but still cracks us up when he does his Marlon Brando turn, Don Sebastiano. Ooh. Next up, the Gooner columnist with plenty to get off his chest, could also lose a few around his waist, the high priest by himself, Mr Steve Ashford. Good evening, hello and welcome. And last but not least, fighting a dodgy throat and chesty cough, but pressed into action in the holding midfield role, da, 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 something about a book. Uh, Guna editor Kevin Witcher.
1: I'm only doing this, this, this to plug my book, <laughs> which is called Arsenal, the making of a modern super Club. However, my voice could go at any moment during this podcast.
0: First game of the season on Saturday, but before that we've had uh, pre-season and um, as well as that the Champions League uh, qualifier. Uh, I'll start with you, Steve. What do you think about pre-season and the first couple of games? Well, as usual, it's gone
2: quite well. Pre-season usually does opposition is not that brilliant we never seem to test ourselves too much against opposition but uh, I'm quite pleased with the way it's gone I think it would have gone better if we'd have had a couple of quality signings apart from the ones we did make which are quite good but uh, yeah, pre-season quite well sad to see Abui and Walcott sitting the team on Saturday I did say at the end of last season my god, if Walcott and Abui start next year we are in trouble and that we played slightly better. I'll be out of position, but I'm afraid Walcott was as bad as ever. And if we need to spend 15, 10, five million in the transfer market, it's not on a midfielder. It is as a replacement for that useless twat.
0: It's interesting you think that because obviously the consensus, in fact, everybody else that I speak to says that we need a holding midfield player.
2: Well, we need a holding midfield player as well. Right. But for 90% of the matches at home we going to, you know, we don't need a holding midfield player. We'll put teams under pressure. We'll fail to break them down, and that will be because we've got someone I think without any natural talent, Walcott on the right wing. Walcott is not going to break down packed defenses in ninety percent of home games. That is a far more important area of the team to address than a holding midfield player, which you might only need when you go away to places like Man United, Chelsea, and Newcastle. Yeah, you know, ninety percent of the time. Liverpool.
3: And Liverpool. Yeah, but remember what he did to the Liverpool defence.
2: Okay, every 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 swan has his day, every seagull
1: has his day. <laughs> not, not bad at <laughs> the age not. of 18 no. then. I can add is, against it Liverpool. It was a glorious run late in the game. All he had in front of him was grass and ball at his feet. He didn't have to think about it, he just he was operated on a raw instinct when he made that run, and it was wonderful to watch. However, those circumstances where you pick up the ball on the edge of your own area and, are, and then are able to carry it forward uh, that far are rare. Um, it was brilliant at the time, but is not indicative of his normal game. And you need a little more than raw instinct to be able to produce goal-scoring opportunities 99% of the
0: time. I have to say I'm on his side, but. There is an element of Glenn Helder about him, isn't there? An element of you know, Glenn, he, <laughs> Glenn Helder. Glenn Helder is fucking Pelé. <laughs> yeah. Glenn
2: Helder had some natural talent. You know, I, I think Walcott's an athlete who's been turned into a footballer.
3: I think yeah. he should be at the Olympics. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's he'd fine. be really good doing a 100 metre sprint. If they had a 100 metre sprint thing with a ball, he'd win it every time. But as soon as you've got other players in front of him, suddenly things get a bit complicated. Do you know what?
2: He's a, he's a lovely fella... He's an, an, you know, everything I read and see about him and hear about him you know, he seems to be a lovely guy and it's, it's sad that he, he ain't going to make it but we're Arsenal we're a top four club and we're carrying Theo Walcott we've carried him for two years he's now 19, he'll be 20 early next year you know, if he's ever going to do it it's got to be now yeah, and if he is, can't turn yeah. it on against West Brom and again in pre-season against amateurs from Bundesvelder or wherever they're from where again <laughs> he had a terrible game You know, I just do not think he's going to do it. And the only reason I believe Venk was playing him is because he invested £10 into him. He's English and he doesn't want to get another Reyes on his hand. He invested a lot of money Mm. in Reyes. It fell through. He invested a lot of money in Jeffers. It fell through. He's invested a lot of money in Walcott. He doesn't want it to fall through this time. But I'm sorry, Arsene. It's a dead duck. Cut your losses now while you still can.
3: Theo, if you're listening, right... Ignore everything he said. Just prove him wrong. Yeah, now. If you can do it, 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 fine. But um, I hope you can. But uh, well, I'm just just going to say that and and wait. I'm sitting here. I'm
2: hope i sitting here at the end of the season. Theo scored 30 goals a season, and And we're listening to this again. And he's got 12 (laughs) assists. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll put my mortgage on the fact that that's not going to happen. He's
3: he's got to get. He's got to get. He's got to get a bit meaner. He's not mean and nasty enough. He's too much of a nice little kid at the moment. He's got to get nasty. And have it. And look I mean, at
2: Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshere is 16, three years younger than Walcott. He already looks a better player. And Personally, I'd rather have Wilshere in any time other than Walcott. Nasri, we saw Nasri for 90 minutes on Saturday. The skill that, that guy had, the talent, yeah. the ability to read a game, the throw uh-huh. balls. Yeah. You just thought, natural footballer. I've never watched Walcott in three years and thought natural football
0: no but you're not going to get an awful lot of nazaries. I mean that, <clears> that <throat> was an exceptional <throat> no. debut like I said to you on, on Saturday it looked like he had like he was a pass ahead of the rest of the team yeah, and did. you never say that about Arsenal no, or not fantastic. these days anyway
2: it was fantastic so in answer to the first question I mean I'm pleased with the pre-season I'm pleased with 90% of the team we should score we should, we should spend more money but we'll come to that later yeah. but the thing that's really really spoiling my optimism at the moment is Wenger's insistence on putting Walcott in the team most of the time. do
1: Don't forget Boué. Yeah. yeah, Kev, you
0: look like you've got something to say about Walcott.
1: Yeah, I just... I, just, I mean, apparently the story is he didn't actually start playing football as such until he was 12. And um, there is a school of thought, that uh, you develop what shall we call it football intelligence as a kid, you know, actually playing in the park with your mates, which, you know, most kids who, who end up being footballers are doing this from the age of five and six. Mm. Um, So if if Walcott took up the game so late, um, in a sense, maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that he doesn't actually have the vision, which, uh, I mean, obviously this Jack Wilshere lad, everyone's raving about him, but the reason they are raving about him is because he can actually see a pup. A pass oh. and, and know when to make the thing. What's voice? Your well voice that's the thing, <laughs> timing see
3: timing is everything in football as we all know. Yeah. If you haven't got that kind of instinctive timing from the playground yeah. from an early oh, age. absolutely. You're, you're, although having said that, you you know, if you're if you're in, in the Arsenal camp with Wenger and the boys, surely that you know oh, and you're you reasonably intelligent, you, you will learn to I mean one problem we have a lot of in Arsenal is players holding on to the ball and not releasing it early enough. We saw a lot of that the other day, and, uh, and uh, unfortunately, Adebayor seems to be um, guilty of that. Um, and also, I'm not too sure about Bentner. Ch- 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 I don't think, think Bentner and Adebayor, no. either of them, are world class. Bentner ben- 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 looks
0: great when he comes on for 10 minutes, doesn't he? Ben- so, 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 does, so, does,
3: minutes. so does Walcott yeah. For the last 10 minutes. That's, they're, they're last 10 minute players, but yeah. that's not going to win us the league. No, no you're
2: right. And I thought Benton had a shocker on Saturday as well. Oh, I thought he was quite polite. I thought he had a great pre-season, oh, yeah. but a real shocker on Saturday. Mm, I thought he didn't look- stick to his feet, his vision was terrible. One of the papers the said he sport. had the
3: first touch of a donkey. Yeah,
2: he was terrible. Yeah, and yeah in the Ajax you know, tournament in Amsterdam, he didn't do a thing wrong. I thought he was great
0: there. Yeah, those papers want to watch who they call donkey. Yeah, <laughs> That's true,
2: that's true, yeah. <laughs> so, lots of optimism. It has been really great, I think. I thought Daniels has been brilliant pre-season. Good to see Giroud back at centre-half. Mm. Clichy looks fantastic. Nasri looks great. Sagna looks good. Both keepers look okay. Although I was still think Amunia leaves it late to come off his line. Yeah. Um, lots, lots of lots of reasons to be optimistic. Carlos Wagner is another. Looks mm. good. That's funny.
3: You're optimistic this season. I'm really normally well, no, it's well, me well, going. We're going to yeah, win things this yeah. season. I'm not so sure. I've yeah. got, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. See, I was saying to everyone, we'll be second or better this season. And last season, I said we'll be third or better, and everyone was yeah. writing us off. And I think. Now, I'm not so sure. I'm a little <clears> bit throat> throat> mm. but Don't you think, though,
2: personally, all we need is two players. Two players added to the, first, well, the current first 11. A creative, right sided, you know, world class midfielder. That Jesus Lavery, do you see how he plays for Seville? Do you see how he turned his inside oh, out God in that, yeah. after that tournament? Oh, yeah. And he did the same when we played Seville in the Champions League last year. That We're Arsenal, we got 7 million from Spurs for the Bentley transfer, 3 million for Justin Hoy. We spent no net money out of the transfer fund at all this year. Everything we've spent, we've got from selling players. If we had 70 million, 50 million, 40 million, 30 million, 20 million before we started, it must still be there now, plus the Bentley money, plus the um, Hoyt money. Go and get Nasri from from Seville. Go and sign someone who is going to terrorise defences.
3: See, I've got a nasty feeling that all that money—it's not just gone into the new stadium gone to turning the old stadium into flats as well. Mm. we reckon just,
0: it's new shoes for Nina Bracewood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just walked yeah,
3: past. Shoes, I walked past <laughs> on the way to the match on Saturday, and uh, it's always a moving moment. But um, I just, I, it just occurred to me how much money it costs to do something like that, and it's quite slow the way it's developing. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're just basically... Arsenal's turned into a sort of property company, mm. you know, on that front. Uh,
0: That's out of necessity, though, isn't it? You know, they had to do something weird. We should we never have left Highbury in the first place. Well, no, place we should never have idea. left Highbury in the first place. We'd we have won, we'd, we'd have won
3: something in the last four years if we hadn't have left Fibre. We'd library. have probably won a lot my a mind. lot
0: more, you know, leading up to that as well, in the years where we didn't spend in the transfer market after we'd won trophies. You know, we we didn't buy after we won the double in in 98. We didn't buy, we bought in Nelson Vivat, if I remember right mm. before.
3: Would Henri have left? Would all you see? Yeah, I, no, no. I all mean, all the sports. whole thing, the whole the well, I mean, you had a special it. magic. It had
1: magic, but it also lacked um, significant income, which other clubs uh, were getting already before we left. We Actually, every match we played, you're falling behind Manchester United to the tune of about, uh, close to a million quid. Yeah, yeah. so... So if you do that every season, that's that's about like 25 million a year. Yeah, but remember
3: the, the, the last few seasons at Highbury, even though we're falling behind financially, we were keeping up with them on cups and we were keeping
1: up with them on trophies. Well, the reason for that is because of Wenger's brilliance yeah. um, in the market. He was able to sell an Overmars for 25 million and replace him with a Pyrrhus for six million. Well, it was nothing to do with just Fortress Highbury. Though. No. <laughs> oh, so Wenger standing
0: up, standing up, standing up. Oh soinga standing up, why can't we? Aw oh, Sawanger so standing up, standing up, standing up, oh Suwanger so standing up, why can't we?
2: Well another thing that's, that, that's kind of made me a bit pessimistic about football is is Chelsea and, and Abramovich. Yeah. Because it's impossible to compete with Chelsea Thanks. and Abramovich. Yeah. But mean, then Manchester United aren't. So yeah, some Manchester the very last night. they spent five hundred and fifty million pounds. Mm. Most of it on players and salaries. Yeah. What other club in the world can compete with that? You can't, which yeah, is why we, we've got to be... We only finished it. three points behind What then. did Chelsea win last season? Yeah. No, nothing last year. And they then just
1: invested then. In another £100 million this year to make sure they don't,
2: they don't do the same Well, year the, year. Point,
1: the point I'm making is that yeah. you can spend a lot of money. It doesn't guarantee you're actually going to win anything. Ah, no. oh, so, so hang on a minute. By that to token,
3: on. if we hadn't left Highbury, not spent a lot of money, not made a lot of money, we could still have won something... We'd have still had, had the, the spirit of Henry Norris going, you know, let's have it. We'd have had the spirit of, you know, um, Chapman. We'd have had all that ho- marble wh- halls. We'd have, had, we'd have been at home. And that's the thing. Now, and we'd going, have knocked I, down I, the I clock in and put next
0: to 10,000 stand there. Forget
3: the numbers. I still don't feel like I'm going home when I go... Do you know what? funny thing happened I walked into the stadium at Ashburton Grove last Saturday. And I walked in and some bloke... He looked like some right old, I don't know what he was, but anyway, he walked in and he just slaps his hands together and goes, Oh, home! Like that. And I, looked, I thought, No, not really. I, just, I still don't feel like it's home.
1: I, I think the point on the finances is this. Obviously, um, if Chelsea aren't going to win everything, which, which they're not going to habitually, you've got to be in a position to make a decent fist of it. Now, you do that by actually getting quality players and paying them the wages. Now if Arsenal did remain at Ivory, gradually we, we would have been able to afford less and less quality. For example, you know we, we're now giving pretty fat contracts out to the likes of Fabregas and even Adebayor um, and William Gallus. and those players we wouldn't have been able to afford to keep them if we were at Ivory because we weren't paying anyone anything like that when we
3: But this is this economics, the problem we've got, it's a political problem actually in football at the moment, is that you've got someone like Chelsea with just an endless pit of cash, right? Um, And then you've got everyone else who has to kind of run a business and keep things together. And the fact is that while Chelsea have got this Abramovich bloke on the case... Um, it's not going to be a, a level nice. playing field. Now, the, the only thing, the only way I can see of, of, of really, because it's becoming sort of ridiculous, I mean, you could call it vulgar, you can call it whatever you like, but, you know, when someone like Adebayor, what it does is it puts into Adebayor's greedy little head, oh, I, I, I'm worth this, that and the other, because look how good I am, I scored just a few goals less than Ronaldo, so I must be worth at least double what Arsenal are paying me. Right? Now, and, and that sort of mentality and that sort of thing, it just ruins the game for me. Yes. I just think I don't. He's not my hero. I go yeah. up there, I, I look at him, and I don't think, you know, oh, there's John Rafford. Go on, yeah. son. Mm. Yeah. I just look at it and I think, Ugh. you know. And when he doesn't have a good game, then I mean, there were yeah. some people. I mean, I'd never boo an Arsenal player in a shirt ever. Um, but uh,
2: Walcott, uh,
3: no, no, I wouldn't boo him. I don't do booing. I would slag him off when I'm outside the ground, but while they're playing, I don't see the point in that. But I'll be honest with you. When the, the boo boys got going on Adebayor... I sort of bit my tongue a bit because it just, you know.
2: Uh, Apparently, he hadn't signed his contract when we were doing that, you know. We were booing him against Real Madrid. Too busy kissing his badge, company. probably. We booed him on Saturday and mm. he put, hadn't put pen to paper on that new contract. He only actually signed it on the Monday after the, after the West Brom game. Yeah.
0: I thought it was harsh, and booing. I boo, I'd never boo an Arsenal player. I think um, it's harsh to boo no. him because. But then, you know, I, I can see why people feel like that.
1: A lot of yeah. the chances he makes, that he makes himself. Yeah, etc. When you're in the area and you've got a player in space, as Nasri was completely in space, and you decide to go for the greedy option, and you 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 mess it up like he did, um, you know you need telling actually that you know play it simple. You know you've got a guy who's obviously going to have a much 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 better chance of scoring than you. Why are you going for glory? Mm. So although I don't approve of booing players, I hope that. The actual Mm. moment at which he was booed, uh, when he did deserve a bit of flack of some kind, Mm. actually gets through to him and and he realises that in his game. Sometimes it's better... I mean, it, it, let's just go back to the um, Birmingham game when he should have passed to Bentner, was it? The amount of times he should have passed. you know what? If I, I had a can go back, back to the
0: season where he first came and he didn't pass to Henry much. I mean, we went yeah. Yeah. through... But back back to the Bayern original... If
1: had in
2: that Birmingham game, he's got a three-one-up we might have been champions. No, no. no but back to that
3: original point, though, when um, about you know, Chelsea having all that money and uh, obviously Man United have got a lot of money and then there's sort of Arsenal and Liverpool and then there's the rest... Now the thing is it's sort of, you know, I watched Match of the Day the other day and it it just it, it it sort of kills it for me a bit that it's not a level playing field. Same here. And, and it, it just makes me feel a bit like, oh it's all a bit you know, yeah, it's, like, it's like Disneyland yeah, or absolutely. something. It's not yeah. it's not it's not what I signed yeah, up to no, when I was six no, years old. No, absolutely no. And and I think to be honest with you, and people will slag me off for saying saying it's completely ridiculous and you can't do that, you can't do that, and that's what we do in this country, we always say you can't do that. But the, the bottom line is, I think there's a need now for the FA to stand in and say, look, okay, here's the deal. If you want to play in the premiership, um, and I know people say it's ridiculous, but some kind of, 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 of pool financially, where yeah. all the money goes into the pool and, then the, and if you're a premiership player, you get the premiership it's, wage. It's got to yeah. have right? a yeah. global, it's got to be a FIFA. Maybe it's got to be a FIFA rule, yeah. And the, 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 this is what footballers get paid. Yeah, they live like millionaires, whatever, blood, blah. Oh, sorry, you're only living off 30 grand a week because yeah. everyone else is living off 30 grand a week. You poor little darlings. Yeah. You know, make it a, a, a attractive enough, but then it's not about the money. It's about who you want to play for and how good you are that means you play for yeah. Arsenal. I totally right? agree. I, mean,
2: I don't agree with a lot of what Platini says. Because he seems to dislike English football intensely. But when he goes on about Chelsea and Man United, to a certain extent, are operating, operating under a false financial situation, yeah. which gives them an unfair advantage. Purely and simply, because United are 600 million in debt, and, there's, you know, and they're being basically propped up by an American corporation. Chelsea can have as much money thrown at them as they like, which is never going to have to be re- repaid back. You know? And they, you know, they've taken everyone on and got to that Champions League final. And when Putini says, you know, there's something fundamentally wrong with, with European football when these two teams have got such an advantage, they mm. don't agree with him. Yeah. Like do, you you think that, do, that.
3: do you think all the top players won't want to play football anymore because everyone's earning 30 grand of course yeah. they're going to play they just have to get used to it aren't they Yeah. and you know, well, that's the bottom you know, line if, if and Wenger says it's you. market forces yeah. Wenger says well you know it's market forces we but, cannot do change this you, you can g- change it you, you can't it. you, can't, can't, no, you, you, you have, have to change, change it, it across away. the
0: globe because there's always going to be somebody else.
3: yeah alright so there's one team Grand Perseille or whatever who doesn't want to be part of FIFA if it's FIFA you're not going to play anymore. competition how
0: do you get these teams to actually agree to that they could cut them Form their own they, league. They need to be. They need, they need, they need to be law it's in nearly in happened.
2: That says you can only you can only spend on wages and transfers a percentage of your
0: annual. Mm, salary. No, I agree. I agree entirely. So, so, that means yeah. big
2: sugar daddy like Bramovic, and even if, if we had a big sugar daddy, I feel exactly the same about us. Yeah. Why? Why should we have an unfair advantage over everyone else? Well, the thing is, this I is think also,
3: thing. as it said in the Guna this week, that um, a lot of fans are going are looking at this and they're looking at the sort of Adi or attitude, and they're thinking, do you know what? I'm not a mug, you know, I don't oh, have to be a I just watch Match of the Day, I don't even have to buy Skype, I've got other things to do with my life. No, mug. I think the there's, there's so much apathy towards there's, players there's, like There's a growing distance between player and fan, you know, when we all started being fans, you know, uh, John Radford was on 40 quid a week or something, yeah. you know, yeah. 50 quid a week, yeah. and so that yeah. was, which seems like a lot of money, but yeah. it was, it, there wasn't this huge ridiculous gap. You know, if I want to go and watch a load of movie stars, I'll go to fucking View Cinema.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's funny, actually, because Jeff, um, Jeff Stelling made a comment just after, when Adebayo scored that penalty. And after the game, he sat there and he said, what well, do you think, um, you know, that goal has done enough to, to, to quell this nonsense with the, with the supporters? Like it was our fault that we were like upset that he wanted to leave our club and and I just thought, What sort of a comment is that? This nonsense, this isn't nonsense. This isn't people that okay, we don't pay his wages the way that we used to but but for God's sake, you know, this is Well Jared Ferry got
2: booed on Saturday. He did, yeah, against but against Man City for Villa. And
0: Berbatov got be by the Spurs fans. Yeah, I know. I think so you know the, football, yeah, football isn't like any selling. other industry. You know, we, we worship these people. We we come and see them week in, week out. We put a lot of the money that we earn, hard earned money, unlike yeah. some of them. Yeah. You know, so yes, you are going to have feelings that yeah, are going to be, they be upset. Say huh?
3: Things like, oh, I feel like a slave, and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. So, it's just, it's just there is a point where people go, oh, hang on a minute, you are Marie Antoinette, off with your head. You know, there is a point. There is El Punto, yeah. and if it carries on like that, it's because basically there are a bunch of millionaires you know they're little teenage millionaires
2: you know, I mean you've you, been right it does get back to Arsenal though, it doesn't irk me mm. that we try and run our club on a tight ship I, mean, yeah. I, know, I know there's faults with the directors I know that Bracewell-Smith and Fisman are not everyone's cup of tea I know that you know, there's, there's massive faults with Arsenal but they try and run a tight ship
1: and they're being punished for it by teams like Chelsea yeah. but I mean the Chelsea scenario it, there is no answer to it in, 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 at the moment Saving a complete change in the actual football legislation, you know, because the, the the difference in the amount of money spent, the only way you could compete with it is if you want to make this argument about uh, Ushmanov coming on board. You, you basically get lots of billionaires all running football teams. Well, that's all right if your team's got a billionaire running it. Um, but it's a similar principle to the Champions League, really, uh, on a different scale. Teams are getting the Champions League year on year are just always getting a bigger and bigger advantage will always get the best players So, for example in Norway you've got a situation where Rosenborg have qualified for the Champions League um, well basically there's never been another Norwegian mm. team to be champions mm. for about yeah. 12 years or something like that yeah. and, and because, because check, yeah. well it doesn't matter the bottom line is they get whatever it the is League 12 million quid 10 yeah. million quid every year any other team gets 500,000 pounds is yes. that so Rosenborg were the only team in town. Yeah, you know, There is no competition left in Norway. Yeah. And uh, if you get this billionaire situation, you've either got to have every club having a billionaire, mm. or you can forget it if you haven't got a billionaire. Mm. Well, are there enough billionaires to go around? You know, and... Mm. Um, I mean, are they all billionaires who, who are um, going to just give and give and give, like mm. Ravovich, or mm. are they billionaires who are going to yeah. give a bit and then take a bit more, which is... The fear of Ushmanov simply because he's never made his intentions clear.
0: I suppose that's your market forces. <laughs>
1: so, so, well,
3: yeah, but that's, you know, I mean, for me, that's that's what's losing losing me as a, a client. Then, if it's master, master, if it's master, if it's business customer. we're talking about, I'm no longer. I don't want to be a customer or a client of this. So I look at it and it just doesn't attract me. No. It turns me off, and so I'll go off and do something else. And. No, and if, if other people like me, and I've been an Arsenal fan since I was six years old, religious, as you well yeah. know, I'm oh, sure. sitting here otherwise. And it's turning me off. It's too. It's it's it's, ki- it's going to kill it. It's yeah. killing
0: it. Every I mean, year, every year for me, that season ticket becomes harder to, 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 well, to, to just not not just to, to pay for, but to actually hand the money over. I have to think about it so much more. Well, I, mean, I can't I,
3: afford it anymore. So that's why you know. I've, I've, you know, Kev's got it now, I'm to get it off him now and again. Yeah. Because I, I'm not going to be going to that many matches this season. I'm going to be watching them on telly, because I can't afford to go. And, I, and as as far as that's concerned, i go to, go to the pub and watch all the Sky and Satanta, because I don't have that anyway. No. So, you know... Um,
1: people are so, being a lot more picky now, especially um, when it comes to away trips. If you look at how many people went to Holland for the... Uh, qualified the Champions League I think there were about 500 Arsenal fans yeah I couldn't yeah, a few years ago that would have been 3,000 oh yeah you know, uh, people are actually saying um, well actually I can't justify spending the money involved in A ticket B their yeah. travel and C yeah. the food and drink while I'm out there and Football's don't well. really, we're a luxury as well. We're embarking on a recession and football's a luxury. Absolutely. So people are going to go, sorry, bye Yeah, no, I'm, I'm charging 60 quid for a match. I, 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 I am not attending that. I, even yeah. if I could, as it happens, I'm, I'm actually going to be uh, at a wedding reception that day, uh, watching it in, in the pub. But uh, on principle, even if it was in London, I was not going to go to Fulham at that price this year. For, for a view, if they put me in the director's box, I'd have paid 48 quid for a ticket. Forty eight quid behind the goal at Fulham is obscene. However have bottom line got nice, it, stadium. That a stadium, they? sort of wood, isn't it? It's they've actually sold don't out, don't, knock, don't knock the cottage. They've, yeah, sold, it's out a the they've sold out the great <laughs> stadium. Sold out the allocation, so they've got away with it.
2: Astonishing. Yeah, I know Oh well. Very sad. There's a
3: lot of Brim- people Brim-
1: running
2: up credit card bills for Brim- Brim- football, I
0: think. Oh, God, yeah. Brim- no, no, me included. Brim- well, that
2: was, yeah. Yeah. well OK, Fulham's in London, so we're lucky. We, we can do it on an Oyster card or whatever. But Birmingham, potentially, they are not in the premiership anymore, but last year they were charging 50 quid. Villa charged 45 quid. Yeah. West Brom will charged 45 quid. Stoke will charged 45 quid. So you me, got your petrol up there, your tube fare or your train fare or oh. whatever. Yeah, you look at hundred quid minutes. Well, this is holiday. it.
0: I've got a friend yeah. who's a, a Newcastle supporter. He's exactly the same. He, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll go down to Fulham. He'll, he'll see the price, and it's forty-eight pound. Th- then he'll think, "Well, hang on a minute. You know, I, I do spend that money and get into Birmingham. And you know, yeah, perhaps even yeah. when I go, he goes to sort of ten home games a season. I'll spend mm-hmm.
3: that on bread in a yeah, week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To Tesco's. I know. What
2: ever happens like that, it. What is it going to Stoke away or is it food? Is it exactly. Is it for
3: <laughs> this week? I'll mainly not be eating food because yeah. I'm watching Stoke away.
2: Yeah. That's why I think it's very hard to go to those games. To watch and Adebayor and Abue yeah, and
1: Walcott.
2: Yeah. No. You know what? Who yeah. not even, even bother?
1: <laughs> to come over and give you a bit of a clap at the and end of you know
2: the game? When I saw those Arsenal fans away from them I used to think, <laughs> "Why? Where do they get the time?" You know. Now I think, "Where do they get the money?" <laughs> and it's an incredible thing to say that, isn't it? No, it I is. Who afford to do it?
0: No, I was exactly the same in the in the late nineties for sort of three or four seasons. I didn't Ooh. miss a game, home or away. Ooh. And um, it, back then, <laughs> I remember Chelsea being going up to twenty five pound and thinking they were extortionate because most of the tickets were between between fifty and twenty five, sort of £22, twenty two, twenty three. But now, you know, I don't know how people afford it. I they remember
3: do. the North Bank going up to a pound, being really oh god. Much. I remember my first yeah, season yeah.
0: ticket. My first season ticket was the first year they had a North Bank season ticket. And I think it was £30. It was something
3: like that. Because one it
0: was a pound for each game, or £1.50 for each game. Well, when I started, going,
3: one, I, started going, I started going, I was in a cardboard box. You were looking. Oh, fucking lucky! <laughs> you Look Look you luxury. Luxury. <laughs> oh, by the way, just a bit of main topic I saw star. Michael Palin <laughs> oh, yes. jogging on Hanson <laughs> <and> Heath today. <laughs> when oh, when don't you say A Michael Michael view from Palin. the Heath. Oh by the way, <laughs> talk of a view from the Heath. Go to the top of Parliament Hill, we get a great view of um, Ashburton Grove from yeah. there. Yeah. okay. As Steve calls it, though. What do you call it? See, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> all part of that market for I think it. Steve's becoming a bit of a socialist. He's sort of agreeing with me that all players should get the same money.
0: That is definitely
3: Hello, this is Steve McLaren, and I'd just like to say I'm really enjoying myself here in Amsterdam. Getting really stoned and lots of spliff and sleeping with lots of women with my umbrella. And I just want to say to all your Arsenal fans out there, make sure you go and get your T-shirt from GoonaShirts.com.
0: A reminder that a new issue of the Goona, number 188, goes on sale at the Fulham away game and remains available for the return leg against FC20 and the league match against Newcastle. If you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address to use is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Keep an eye on the Gooner website, www.onlineguna.com, as there will be more from this conversation available in a week or so's time. We'll be discussing amongst other subjects, Arsenal TV, and which players will be a hit or miss this season. But for now, it's bye from me, Lord Ashburton. Thanks for listening.
3: Oh, Aaron Ramsey he is a sheep, he loves his
0: rugby, just like his dad.
3: He said to Fergie, you'll never see me, cos I'm an Arsenal lad. La 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 la.
2: we a all